Welcome back to the Crypt of Horrors, folks. This is Wolf Dan. I feel the need to give you a little backstory for my five listeners out there. Um, it's been a rough couple months, honestly. Um, I gave you a little bit last episode, but honestly, I just was not in the mood to really go into things. It's just tough. Had some rough experiences lately that caused some bad depression and uh, kind of go to the beginning a little bit. Um, here a couple months ago, um, I went to Kroger to grab some things and on the way back, it was dark, and on the way back, I just kind of noticed these beady little eyes peeking over the street and decided to stop and see what was going on. It was a little kitten. Somebody had dropped off a little kitten in a ditch and where I live, um, we have coyotes everywhere and... There's no property here. It's just a ditch. Cornfields. So, um, naturally, I snagged it up, took it home. It was almost like somebody just dropped it off. So, we took it in, and um, my wife decided to name it Jasper. Just a cute little thing. And if you're on my Facebook at all, you'll see the picture of him. Uh, But we kind of took him in. Uh, We turned out he was maybe four weeks old. Just a cute little thing, sweet sweet as could be. He kind of took to me, kind of bombed a little bit. And um, then, for some reason, he just got sick. And we took him to the vet, tried to treat him. Uh, apparently, he was anemic, like his blood count was really low. Uh, we got to warm him up, got him to start rebuilding the blood count, blood, blood cell count. And um, he started doing okay. And then a few days into the week... Uh, he, he seemed to be doing better. I gave him a Vienna sausage as a treat. And then the next day, he just started going downhill. And I was going to take him back to the vet uh, the following morning because there was nothing open then. Um, and then he ended up passing away in the night. Broke my heart. Um, I was just in a bad way. I just broke my heart. Cutest little thing. Sweetest little thing. And... Um, then I noticed a friend of mine was offering uh, like an orange tabby cat type um, on his Facebook. So I reached out to him and he reminded me of Morse. If you guys uh, remember the old uh, cat food commercials with Morse, he reminded me of Morse. I, I just wanted them. And so he brought him over, uh, even gave us $100 to do the initial vet visit. So, of course, took care of that. And then we made um, plans to um, have him fixed and get him vaccinated and all that. So we did all that, and me and him really bonded. Like, he really became my cat. I'm an animal lover, but I really am a cat person. And uh, he, he just kind of took to me, kind of bonded with me. Um, whenever I come home, he just he would dart toward me, couldn't wait to see me. And um, last Friday, I came home and went to look for him and stuff and couldn't find him anywhere. And um, it was just odd because we can always find them and without fail and just it was odd so I, I looked in the room looked over the property looked in ditches just in case just to see and turns out um i got a little dumpster hopper from work a while back with the intention of fixing it up and using it around the yard and stuff problem was this thing held water um i should have been more conscious about dumping this thing out and stuff and uh, flipping it over drilling holes or whatever but I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think I'd have to worry about anything. Well, turned out Morris apparently jumped into the thing, slid in, and couldn't get back out, and he ended up drowning. 
It absolutely ripped my heart out. My 16-year-old daughter is the one who found him and brought him to me, bawling her eyes out. She was afraid that somehow I was going to blame her for it. I don't know why. But um, I'm going to be a little bit descriptive here, but the thing that really traumatized me was looking into his eyes, and you could see the fear and panic from drowning. I mean, drowning is definitely up there on the list of worst ways to die. And uh, the next day when I went to bury him, looked into his eyes again, maybe it's a bad idea on my part, but I was broken. And uh, just seeing the fear and the panic in his eyes. This this was a special cat, too. Um, you might argue he was special needs. He was a little touched on the head, but he was my critter. And it just, it, it was like losing one of my kids. And over the course of the week, my brain had been judging me um, for some stuff that happened well, that and stuff that happened before, I accidentally ran over one of my wife's cats um, some months ago. We always check under our cars to make sure that there's no cats under it. We, we have cats. <laughs> and uh, this thing apparently was wedged under my passenger front tire. And even though I looked around the car and stuff, didn't see anything. When I went to back up, it felt like I ran over a T-shirt. And it was the poor little thing's head. And... um so with that, and then with Morse, I mean, both of these things were avoidable. Um, my brain was just was just judging me. Um, but anyways, um, over the course of that week, and I don't look for pets to just replace pets. You can't replace these guys. These are just like your kids. You can't replace them. But you look for comfort. And um, a friend of mine had uh, posted about these two kittens that were looking for homes. Apparently, uh, their mom had died when they were four weeks old, so they raised them from that. And uh, there's a boy and a girl kitten, and um, I went ahead and picked them up, um, and my wife decided to name them Hansel and Gretel. I'm like, really? I was like, does that really fit them? So over the course of the week, since we uh, got the kittens and stuff, um, Hansel and Gretel came up a bunch. And my kids had questions about Hansel and Gretel, and of course we've seen movies and stuff, but we started talking about the grim fairy tale version, which, quite honestly, I haven't read. But from what I understand, Grimm's fairy tales get pretty dark. They're not the fairy tales you see with Disney and the other adaptations. They are dark. So today, I'm going to break into the Grimm's fairy tale of Hansel and Gretel right after this break. Welcome back to the Crypt of Horrors. Um, just real quick, if you are interested in seeing these cats, and I'm, I'm going to be posting pictures, of course, of our new Hansel and Gretel, uh, you can follow me on social media. Uh, Instagram, which I don't use so much, but I am on there, is WolfDan78. Uh, you can look me up on Facebook, which is where I'm at the most, on WolfDan. Um, or you can email me at uh, monstersquadforever at yahoo.com. So... Let's get into the Grimm's fairy tale of Hansel and Gretel. Near a great forest dwelt a poor woodcutter with his wife and his two children. The boy was called Hansel and the girl Gretel. He had little to bite and to break, and when great scarcity fell on the land, he could no longer procure daily bread. Now when he thought over this at night in his bed and tossed about in his anxiety, he groaned and said to his wife, What is to become of us? How are we to feed our poor children when we no longer have anything even for ourselves? I'll tell you what, husband, answered the woman. 
Early tomorrow morning we will take the children out into the forest where it is the thickest. There we will light a fire for them and give each of them one piece of bread, and then we will go to our work and leave them alone. They will not find the way home again, and we shall be rid of them. No, wife, said the man, I will not do that. How can I bear to leave my children alone in the forest? The wild animals would soon come and tear them to pieces. Oh, you fool, said she, then we must all four die of hunger. You may as well plane the planks for our coffins, and she left him no peace until he consented. But I feel very sorry for the poor children all the same, said the man. The two children had also not been able to sleep for hunger, and had heard what their stepmother had said to their father. Gretel wept bitter tears, and said to Hansel, Now all is over for us. Hush, Gretel, said Hansel, do not distress yourself. I will soon find a way to help us. And when the old folks had fallen asleep, he got up, put on his little coat, opened the door below, and crept outside. The moon shone brightly, and the white pebbles which lay in front of the house glittered like real silver pennies. Hansel stooped and put as many of them in the little pocket of his coat as he possibly could get in. Then he went back and said to Gretel, Be comforted, dear little sister, and sleep in peace. God will not forsake us. And he lay down again in his bed. When day dawned, but before the sun had risen, the woman came and awoke the two children, saying, Get up, you sluggards. We are going into the forest to fetch wood. She gave each a little piece of bread and said, There is something for your dinner, but do not eat it up before then, for you will get nothing else. Gretel took the bread under her apron as Hansel had the stones in his pocket. Then they all set out together on the way to the forest. When they had walked a short time, Hansel stood still and peeped back at the house, and did so again and again. His father said, Hansel, what are you looking at there and staying behind for? Mind yourself and do not forget how to use your legs. Ah, father, said Hansel, I am looking at my little white cat which is sitting upon the roof and wants to say goodbye to me. The wife said, Fool, that is not your little cat. That is the morning sun which is shining on the chimneys. Hansel, however, had not been looking back at the cat, but had been constantly throwing one of the white pebble stones out of his pocket on the road. When they had reached the middle of the forest, the father said, Now, children, pile up some wood, and I will light a fire that you may not be cold. Hansel and Gretel gathered brushwood together as high as a little hill. The brushwood was lighted, and when the flames were burning very high, the woman said, Now, children, lay yourselves down by the fire and rest. We will go into the forest and cut some wood. When we have done, we will come back and fetch you away. Hansel and Gretel sat by the fire, and when noon came, each ate a little piece of bread, and as they heard the strokes of the wood axe, they believed that their father was near. It was not, however, the axe. It was a branch which he had fastened to a withered tree which the wind was blowing backwards and forwards. And as they had been sitting such a long time, their eyes shut with fatigue, and they fell fast asleep. When at last they awoke, it was already dark night. Gretel began to cry and said, how are we going to get out of the forest now? But Hansel comforted her and said, Just wait a little until the moon has risen, and then we will soon find the way. And when the full moon had risen, Hansel took his little sister by the hand and followed the pebbles which shone like newly coined silver pieces and showed them the way. They walked the whole night long, and by break of day once more came to their father's house. They knocked at the door, and when the woman opened it and saw that it was Hansel and Gretel, she said, You naughty children! Why have you slept so long in the forest? We thought you were never coming back at all. The father, however, rejoiced, for it had cut him to the heart to leave them behind alone. Not long afterwards, there was once more great scarcity in all parts, and the children heard their mother saying at night to their father, Everything is eaten again. We have one half loaf left, and after that there is no more. The children must go. 
We will take them farther into the woods so that they will not find their way out again. There is no other means of saving ourselves. The man's heart was heavy and he thought, It would be better for you to share the last mouthful with your children. The woman, however, would listen to nothing that he had to say, but scolded and reproached him. He who says A must say B likewise, and as he had yielded the first time, he had to do so a second time also. The children were, however, still awake and had heard the conversation. When the old folks were asleep, Hansel again got up and wanted to go out and pick up pebbles as he had done before, but the woman had locked the door and Hansel could not get out. Nevertheless, he comforted his little sister and said, Do not cry, Gretel. Go to sleep quietly. The good God will help us. Early in the morning came the woman and took the children out of their beds. Their bit of bread was given to them, but it was still smaller than the time before. On the way into the forest, Hansel crumbled his in his pocket and often stood still and threw a morsel on the ground. Hansel, why do you stop and look around, said the father. Go on. I am looking back at my little pigeon, which is sitting on the roof and wants to say goodbye to me, answered Hansel. Simpleton, said the woman, that is not your little pigeon. That is the morning sun that is shining on the chimney. Hansel, however, little by little, threw all the crumbs on the path. The woman led the children still deeper into the forest, where they had never in their lives been before. Then a great fire was again made, and the mother said, Just sit there, you children, and when you are tired you may sleep a little. We are going into the forest to cut wood, and in the evening when we are done, we will come and fetch you away. When it was noon, Gretel shared her piece of bread with Hansel, who had scattered his by the way. Then they fell asleep, and evening came and went, but no one came to the poor children. They did not awake until it was dark night, and Hansel comforted his little sister and said, Just wait, Gretel, until the moon rises, and then we shall see the crumbs of bread which I have strewn about. They will show us our way home again. When the moon came, they set out, but they found no crumbs, for the many thousands of birds which fly about in the woods and fields had picked them all up. Hansel said to Gretel, We shall soon find the way, but they did not find it. They walked the whole night and all the next day too from morning till evening, but they did not get out of the forest, and were very hungry, for they had nothing to eat but two or three berries which grew on the ground, and as they were so weary that their legs would carry them no longer, they lay down beneath a tree and fell asleep. It was now three mornings since they had left their father's house. They began to walk again, but they always got deeper into the forest, and if help did not come soon, they would die of hunger and weariness. When it was midday, they saw a beautiful snow-white bird sitting on a bow, which sang so delightfully that they stood still and listened to it. And when it had finished its song, it spread its wings and flew away before them, and they followed it until they reached a little house on the roof of which it alighted. And when they came quite up to the little house, they saw that it was built of bread and covered with cakes, but that the windows were of clear sugar. We will set to work on that, said Hansel, and have a good meal. I will eat a bit of the roof, and you, Gretel, can eat some of the window. It will taste sweet. Hansel reached up above and broke off a little of the roof to try how it tasted, and Gretel leaned against the window and nibbled at the panes. Then a soft voice cried from the room. Nibble, nibble, gnaw! Who is nibbling at my little house? The children answered, The wind, the wind, the heaven-born wind! And went on eating without disturbing themselves. Hansel, who thought the roof tasted very nice, tore down a great piece of it, and Gretel pushed out the hole of one round window pane, sat down and enjoyed herself with it. Suddenly the door opened, and a very, very old woman who supported herself on crutches came creeping out. Hansel and Gretel were so terribly frightened that they let fall what they had in their hands. The old woman, however, nodded her head and said, Oh, you dear children, who has brought you here? Do come in and stay with me. No harm shall happen to you. 
She took them both by the hand and led them into her little house. Then good food was set before them, milk and pancakes with sugar apples and nuts. Afterwards, two pretty little beds were covered with clean white linen, and Hansel and Gretel lay down in them and thought they were in heaven. The old woman had only pretended to be so kind. She was in reality a wicked witch who lay in wait for children and had only built the little house of bread in order to entice them there. When the child fell into her power, she killed it, cooked and ate it, and that was a feast day with her. Witches have red eyes and cannot see far, but they have a keen scent like the beasts and are aware when human beings draw near. When Hansel and Gretel came into her neighborhood, she laughed maliciously and said mockingly, <laughs> I have them! They shall not escape me again! Early in the morning, before the children were awake, she was already up, and when she saw both of them sleeping and looking so pretty with her plump red cheeks, she muttered to herself, That will be a dainty mouthful! Then she seized Hansel with a shriveled hand, carried him into a little stable, and shut him in with a grated door. He might scream as he liked. That was of no use. Then she went to Gretel, shook her till she awoke, and cried. Get up, lazy thing! Fetch some water and cook something good for your brother. He is in the stable outside and is to be made fat. When he is fat, I will eat him. Gretel began to weep bitterly, but it was all in vain. She was forced to do what the wicked witch ordered her. And now the best food was cooked for poor Hansel, but Gretel got nothing but crab shells. Every morning the woman crept to the little stable and cried, Hansel, stretch out your finger that I may feel if you will soon be fat. Hansel, however, stretched out a little bone to her, and the old woman, who had dim eyes, could not see it, and thought it was Hansel's finger, and was astonished that there was no way of fattening him. When four weeks had gone by, and Hansel still stayed thin, she was seized with impatience and would not wait any longer. Now, Gretel, she cried to the girl, be active and bring some water. Let Hansel be fat or lean. Tomorrow I will kill him and cook him. Ah, how the poor little sister did lament when she had to fetch the water, and how her tears did flow down over her cheeks. Dear God, do help us, she cried. If the wild beast in the forest had devoured us, at least we should have died together. Just keep your noise to yourself, said the old woman. All that won't help you at all. Early in the morning, Gretel had to go out and hang up the cauldron with the water and light the fire. We will bake first, said the old woman. I have already heated the oven and kneaded the dough. She pushed poor Gretel out to the oven, from which flames of fire were already darting. Creep in, said the witch, and see if it is properly heated so that we can shut the bread in. And once Gretel was inside, she intended to shut the oven and let her bake in it, and then she would eat her too. But Gretel saw what she had in her mind and said, I do not know how I am to do it. How do you get in? Silly goose, said the old woman. The door is big enough. Just look. I can get in myself. And she crept up and thrust her head into the oven. Then Gretel gave her a push that drove her far into it and shut the iron door and fastened the bolt. Oh, then she began to howl quite horribly. But Gretel ran away and the godless witch was miserably burnt to death. Gretel, however, ran like lightning to Hansel, opened his little stable and cried, Hansel, we are saved. The old witch is dead. Then Hansel sprang out like a bird from its cage when the door is open for it. How they did rejoice and embrace each other and dance about and kiss each other. And as they had no longer any need to fear her, they went into the witch's house and in every corner there stood chests full of pearls and jewels. These are far better than pebbles, said Hansel, 
and thrust into his pockets whatever could be got in, and Gretel said, I too will take something home with me, and filled her pinafore full. But now we will go away, said Hansel, that we may get out of the witch's forest. When they had walked for two hours, they came to a great body of water. We cannot get over, said Hansel. I see no footplank and no bridge, and no boat crosses either, answered Gretel. But a white duck is swimming there. If I ask her, she will help us over. Then she cried. Little duck, little duck, do you see? Hansel and Gretel are waiting for you. There's never a plank or a bridge in sight. Take us across on your back so white. The duck came to them, and Hansel seated himself on its back and told his sister to sit by him. No, replied Gretel, that will be too heavy for the little duck. She shall take us across one after the other. The good little duck did so, and when they were safely across and had walked for a short time, the forest seemed to be more and more familiar to them, and at length they saw from afar their father's house. Then they began to run, rushed into the parlor, and threw themselves into their father's arms. The man had not known one happy hour since he had left the children in the forest. The woman, however, was dead. Gretel emptied her pinafore until pearls and precious stones ran about the room, and Hansel threw one handful after another out of his pocket to add to them. Then all anxiety was at an end, and they lived together in perfect happiness. My tale is done, see the mouse run, whoever catches it may make himself a big fur cap out of it. Don't get shoved into the oven, the Crypt of Horrors will be right back. Welcome back to the Crypt of Horrors, now follow them breadcrumbs before the birds eat them. So this was a learning experience. Um, I learned throughout the duration of this that Chromebook itself maybe doesn't suck, but my Chromebook sucked. I've been working on this show for three days, and um, I finally ended my Chromebook during the recording of this and had to borrow my wife's to finish it just to learn that hers doesn't suck. So, until I replace mine, I will just have to borrow hers, um, which honestly, using this one, maybe I'll be able to pump out shows more frequently, because hers actually works. But I digress. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to reach out to me, um, of course, the show's social medias are WolfDan on Facebook, WolfDan78 on Instagram, or you can reach out to me through email at monstersquad, the number four ever, at yahoo.com. But honestly, I am more active on social media. And as at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned the two fur babies that kind of inspired me to go this route. Um, I would like to dedicate this episode to the memory of Jasper and Morris. And some of you out there may find that odd. That's okay. Um... And honestly, I, there's a debate out there where pets go after this life. I personally like to think that they go to a good place and we can see them again. Just my personal thing. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until you visit the crypt again. <laughs>